0: Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Have you ever opened up an email from your editor, looked at all the comments in the Word document and then said, oh no, I don't know how I'm going to be able to work through all of this? Hi there, my name is Brian Collins, and in this podcast episode, I'm going to explain how you can handle critical feedback about your book or your manuscript from your editor. So several years ago, I was working as a newspaper journalist and I loved nothing more than writing my articles and then spending time trying to perfect my sentences so they sounded just right. There was just one big problem with the way I was working. I spent so much trying to perfect my sentences that I started to miss my deadlines. So the editor of the newspaper called me into the office and he said, Brian, close the door. I took a seat and he said, why do you keep missing your deadlines? And I said, I'm trying to get my articles just right. And he looked at me and he said, Brian, if you're missing your deadlines, you're not doing your job. And a journalist who isn't doing their job doesn't deserve to work at this newspaper. Now, my editor was certainly blunt, but I took away one important lesson from this conversation. And that lesson was, Self-editing is important, but don't let it turn into a form of procrastination. So if you've sent your book manuscript to an editor that you found on a service like Reedsy, for example, you've probably got back a Word document or a Google document that's full of comments and annotations and so on. And if your editor is professional, they will probably have sent you an editor's report that might explain some high-level changes that you need to make. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, what should you do? Well, the first thing is to remember your editor's feedback is about your work and not about you as a writer. For example, when a carpenter is commissioned to put together a table, they don't take offence if the table is wobbly because they know their client's criticism is about the table and not about them as a carpenter. And the same thing applies to you if you're writing a book. Your editor wants to help you write and self-publish the best book possible. So it pays to listen to what they recommended. If you still find the feedback tough to take, what I would say is to put the feedback aside for a couple of days before you return to it. This will give you some time and space to think about it and to consider what you're going to act on and what you're not going to act on. Of course, don't let this turn into a form of procrastination. A while ago, I was working with one particular new writer as part of a coaching program and he showed me an annotated manuscript that he received from his editor and he had actually received the manuscript back in 2015. In other words, he'd been procrastinating about these self-edits for almost three years. Although we were able to work together to put a plan in place to work through the edits in this manuscript, my takeaway from the experience was that self-editing can be difficult, particularly if you're new at it. But what you need to be able to do is disassociate yourself from your work and look at it with a critical eye. Now, when you're reading through your editor's feedback, I find it's best to read through it all in one session in a quiet place where you won't be interrupted. Please try and avoid actually actioning your editor's feedback or writing them a rebuttal. In other words, you just want to get a flavour for what they recommend and suggest you fix in your book's manuscript. You don't actually want to get into the nitty-gritty of rewriting your sentences or fixing different parts of your work, because otherwise you'll never get through all of their feedback. If their feedback is quite extensive, your next step is to review your calendar and set a deadline for actioning their feedback. Depending on the extent of their feedback, you may need to break this deadline down into smaller milestones. For example, by next Friday, I will have completed all of the edits of chapter one of my book. By the end of the month, I will have completed all of the edits of Act 1 of my book. By the end of next month, I will have edited all of my book. And by the start of March, I will have self-published my book, and so on. This way, you can tick off these milestones as you go and reach your goal of publishing your book. When you're actioning your editor's feedback, I'd suggest you do it in something that has a revision history. And this is why I like to use either Google Docs or Scrivener, because sometimes I've found I've got mired in a series of edits and I've looked at all the changes I've made to the document and I've realized this isn't going to do and I need a way of reverting the work. This is why Scrivener and Google Docs are excellent, but you can also just keep a copy of the file on your computer that you can revert to. Zoom out from your work when you're editing it too. In other words, fix the larger structural issues with your book before you get into smaller line edits. For example, do you need to reorder the chapters? Is there an idea you need to rework into a particular chapter? Do you need to revise the key points of each act in your book? When you get these developmental changes right, you will have a better and more cohesive book. Once you have this ready, you'll be able to zoom in to individual chapters, to individual paragraphs and sentences, and fix those. On the other hand, if you start by trying to polish your sentences, you could spend weeks and months getting the perfect sentence, only to realize that the underpinning idea of the entire chapter isn't working. Depending on the contract you've signed with your editor, they may review your manuscript again. If they're going to do this, it's best to keep your editor updated on where you are with your edits. This is also a good time to explain what you're going to action and what you're not going to action. After all, remember, your editor's suggestions are just that suggestions. And if you feel strongly that something should stay in your book, then it should stay in your book. Finally, when you've completed actioning all of what your editor recommends and decided what you're not going to action, I suggest sending your manuscripts to early or beta readers. These could be close family members or friends or members of your email list. I actually did this with my book the art of nonfiction book writing. And I got a lot of feedback from different readers. Some of the feedback I agreed with and I used it to fix issues in the book and some I disagreed with. In the end, I came up with two rules. Rule one, if at least one person likes a section in the book, it stays in. Rule two, if three or more readers dislike a section in the book, I rewrite it or take it out. After all, everybody's tastes are different. Finally, when you have a version of your manuscripts that you're relatively happy with, make a plan for publishing it. After all, you don't want to procrastinate endlessly like I did when I was a journalist. Now, if you need help finding an editor, there are a couple of resources I recommend. com is a great service if you want to get editorial feedback on articles and on individual chapters. If you're looking for more extensive feedback, for example, a developmental edit of your entire book, I'd check out the service Reedsy. You know, I've used this in the past to find various types of editors that I like to work with. You can also use the outsourcing site Upwork to find editors who will help you. Another way to get feedback on your work and for free is to write guest posts for other sites within your niche, particularly if you're writing nonfiction. Why does this method work? Well, the editors of these sites will give you some feedback on what you've decided to turn into an article and their readers will also help you gauge how the article is received. Then you can use this feedback to go back to your manuscript and improve it. If you'd like to learn more about self-editing your manuscript, I recommend reading Solstein's Stein's book on writing. It really is an excellent book that provides step-by-step and practical examples that would help you self-edit your manuscript and also handle feedback from your editor. And if you're also interested in learning more about the process of self-editing and working with editors and actioning critical feedback, these are all topics I cover in the Savvy Non-Fiction Writers Club, which you can join by visiting courses.becomearitertoday.com. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.